You're listening to the best barbecue show, and I'm your host, Yoni Levin. This week, we head back to the Jack Daniels Invitational, a special event for a select group of pitmasters and teams. This isn't just any other competition. You have to win a lot of competitions to get here, and in some countries, even win a lottery after that. This was the 30th year of the Jack. It is considered one of the most prestigious barbecue competitions in the world. 103 teams, 27 of which are international, including Australia, Belgium, Canada, Costa Rica, Germany, Italy, Poland, and even Slovenia. 25,000 people are going to descend upon Lynchburg, Tennessee to spectate on this competitive barbecue, and the competitors cook almost 4,000 pounds of meat. Only the winners are going to share almost 50000 in cash prizes. And while the barbecue cooks in Wiseman Park, you can see the distillery looking down the hill at you. The home of the world's best-selling whiskey and the United States' oldest registered distillery. Cold weather was the theme this year, and Rob Reinhardt is no stranger to the cold. In an amazing town with the great hospitality of small-town Tennessee, this man is taking his cue to another level. Rob Reinhardt is about his team and his restaurant. When he's not cooking competitively, he has a crew that can cook for 50 to 5,000 people. They pull rigs all over Saskatchewan, cooking in beautiful Canada. My father used to hitchhike around Canada, but that's a story for a different show. Please enjoy this great conversation with so Rob. I'm here with Rob. Prairie Smoke and Spice Prairie Barbecue. Prairie Barbecue. You're from Saskatchewan, right? Yeah, absolutely. Saskatchewan, Canada. My dad went to college in Saskatchewan. Oh, wow. Uh, he used to, back in the 70s, he used to uh, hitchhike from New York to Saskatchewan wow. and then to the Rockies to go skiing. Oh, fantastic. So he, I have a special place in my heart. I haven't been yet. Wow. But uh, how's no, the weather up there right now? Uh, it's about the same as here. Oh, really? It's uh, a little cooler, though. We don't have any snow on the ground yet, but it's just around the corner, I know. So, uh, good morning. Uh, we got people going around. I had a church bring us coffee and cookies. It's, yeah. it's a pretty friendly place, it's this nice. Lynchburg, Hospitality, Tennessee. Hospitality second to none down here. And uh, this isn't your first time? This is our seventh time here, actually, in the last nine years. So we've, we're very fortunate to make it back again. So what's uh, what's it like spending seven years at the Jack? How? What do you do now? I see everyone gets their, their board signed. Yeah, that's a common habit around here. It's a nice souvenir to take home to get all the teams to sign it. And uh, we do have a few of those already. And it's, it's a lot of work running around and getting those signatures. Yeah, I saw guys starting yesterday because yeah. they want to get on it early. Yeah, it's nice to have a team member that can run around too. I mean, it's a great way to get out and meet some teams. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the the time management here is tough because you got to cook, but you want to hang out with everybody yeah, absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, the earlier you get here, the better. Um, especially for a first-time team, you want to get the traditions out of the way. Miss Mary Bobo is a fantastic meal, and you got to do a distillery tour and spend some time in the square. Wow, I haven't done any of that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. I highly recommend the tour. Uh, and so we're in Lynchburg, Tennessee. It's a little rainy. Uh, is it? You know, has it been hot most years? Is it always kind of you know, like this? Many, several years it has been hot and absolutely beautiful weather. We didn't make it here last year, but I understand it rained pretty hard on Friday night. This year's just been three days of cloud and rain, so everything's pretty wet. Our spirits are high. We don't give crap about the weather. We're here to cook. Yeah. Well, and this is good barbecuing weather because you know it's hot standing around those pits. That's right. Yeah, nice and cool is okay. So tell us, how do you get to the Jack? What's you guys winning stuff in Canada? What's what, yeah. what's your tour like? Well, in Canada, it's just like the United States. 
you have to win a qualifying grand championship. The contest has to have enough teams to be considered a qualifier. Once you do that, you get your name into a draw. So we get a barrel bung put into the draw for Canada. And Canada has three bungs, so they will draw three Canadian teams. This year, Prairie Smoke and Spice had two bungs. And there was about 18 bungs in the draw for Canada. So we are quite lucky to, to be selected to come down here again this year. And uh, what's the scene like in Canada? Is it all similar stuff? You guys cooking moose or something crazy? Yeah, no, it's similar stuff. Most of the events up there are Kansas City Barbecue Society. Okay. So same four meats. And, you know, we don't have a culture of traditional southern barbecue in Canada. So we draw all our cues from the United States. And, and uh, fortunately, there's... A lot of people up there now who've been doing it for quite a long time so word gets around and people teaching classes and and i'm a part of that it's just fun to share the barbecue love up there and do you cook for friends do you guys have a restaurant what, what's it um prairie smoke and spice it's my business we don't have a restaurant uh we may do one down the road sometime but i consider it more a retirement project than anything we have run a food truck and catering business awesome. and we actually have the largest mobile barbecue business in western canada so we have a couple of rigs on the road two crews we do uh well two and a half months straight slinging barbecue across different cities and towns all over western canada wow so you've got a full-time job just driving those trucks around yeah it's a full-time job during the summer and we try to take it easy during the winter and so what do you what's like you know in texas it's brisket well what's the the meat in saskatchewan you know, what are people crazy about when i started this business pulled pork was huge up in canada Brisket has really taken over. Really? Brisket's a popular meat now. The price has skyrocketed, of course. China's if people them. haven't seen it on TV, they want to taste it. Or if people haven't tasted it, they've seen it on TV, and, you know, you don't have to explain to people what brisket is anymore. Really? So brisket's king up there now, yeah. Are you, is that like slow salt and pepper? Are you doing it more competition style? Uh, it's more competition style. Uh, the beef rub I use is has salt, heavy components of salt and pepper in there, but it's more of a southwest flavor. And is that one of your rubs? or? Yeah, it's our rubs. We do have a line of spice rubs and barbecue sauce out there as well. Amazing. And the uh, you know how many different products do you all make? Do you, is it mostly uh, competition style, like sweets or what? Yeah, there we have a beef rub, a chicken and rib rub, and a, an all-purpose rub. And they're all generally sweet and savory. They are barbecue rubs first and foremost. Um, our tumbleweed all-purpose rub actually won first place at the National Barbecue Association this year, 2018. We are really proud of that one. Yeah, I was there for the award show. Yeah, that was uh, that was wild. There were so many people with different sauces and rubs. I didn't realize there were so many categories. Yeah. It's a uh, that's badass. Yeah, a lot of products entered there too. Do you put that on all the bottles now? Ah, uh, next time we do a label reprint, we'll do that for sure. Yeah, I mean it, it. It must be fun, you know. Not not a lot of barbecue teams get to do this. Yeah, it's a blast. I consider myself very fortunate to to do what I love and make a living from it. Well, and to get to come to Lynchburg, I, you know, our fans don't know a lot about competition. I don't know much more. Yeah. Uh, but the ones that do know that, you know, this is a very exclusive event. This isn't some huge it is. Memphis I and mean, May type thing. There are several events which consider themselves world championships, but this is definitely the most exclusive one. It's the most difficult to get in. They just don't have the room for 600 barbecue teams here. So everybody well, that gets in, there's a, there's a fellowship here, right? All these teams know we're lucky to be here. And uh, nobody takes it for granted. It's great. And it's an experience. There's literally, you, you go up to the distillery. There's. It's interesting because it's a dry county. So you right. you can go drink over there, but no drinking yeah. in the park. That's right. No drinking where it counts. So <laughs> if you do, you better be discreet. 
Uh, yeah, we already. I've already heard about a few uh, team members getting yeah. locked up. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I'll make it's, an example out of somebody if they get a chance. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting because you know it, it makes this whole area more serious. I think everyone's right. paying attention to what they're doing. Everyone's being careful. It's you know, our last competition was Memphis in May, and it's that's just a huge. I, I think, I think only half the teams turned in. Could be, yeah. <laughs> there yeah, was a lot of people there just a few drinking. years ago too, and Memphis and May is a massive party. There's not much partying going on down here. Yeah, exactly. It's quiet. Everyone's focused. Plus, there's with all. I mean, obviously, you're an international team, but you guys speak English, so right. I'm stopping by some of these tents, and I'm not sure I could talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of countries represented here. And do you have some old friends? Are there people you're excited to see? Absolutely. I mean, you spend enough time on the barbecue circuit, you do make friends. Could be your neighbors, could be colleagues or contacts. And an event like this, we, we have to travel so far to get to it. It's a reunion of sorts, for, for sure. Are there other Canadian teams here? There are four Canadian teams here, actually. Wow. Yeah. And so are they part of that, the, are the um, like lottery? Are they part of how you got here? Or are they separate? Yeah. Yeah, they draw, they draw three Canadian teams out of the draw, the teams that are cooking all the time and winning grand championships. And uh, So how'd the fourth one get here? Fourth one's been here, um, as far as I know, going back 15 or 20 years. They really? have a perpetual invitation. That's pretty badass. Uh, how do you get a perpetual invitation? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret, secret yeah, we need yeah. to find out. Yeah. Uh, so did have you gotten a chance to, to go to... The restaurant over here? Or? No, we haven't been there this year, but we've been there several times in the past. It's, so you're going to just meal. turn in and run over there? We'll, we'll be okay. We brought some food for supper tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I grabbed a bunch of sandwiches. I, oh, good. I know, even though you're surrounded by barbecue, sometimes you don't get a bite. Yeah, that's right. Tell me about these gateway smokers that y'all have. Yeah, we started cooking on the gateways just this year, actually. I picked one up in January just to have some fun with it. And... You know, I'm from Canada, so when you're cooking in January, it's 30 or 40 below outside quite frequently. And I was really impressed by how well they performed in the dead of winter. And I love the flavor of the food that came off them. And I love the fact that I can cook hot and fast on here. So these, these cookers allow me to have a lot more fun cooking. Um, coming from pellet grills that I've used over the past few years. And I love pellet grills too, but, you know, you have to face the fact that you're letting a computer do the cooking for you. Um, if I lose focus on these drums there's a potential of burning the meat temperatures are pretty hot in here and, and i enjoy it a lot more yeah i was gonna say i see it in kind of the yellow and the red so what are you keeping these things at we're shooting for 300 325 degrees and you know more importantly than temperature i'm just watching the smoke that's coming out of there i want to make sure the smoke's not too heavy um, but if i don't see any smoke chances are the temperature's dropped off a little bit and i can open up some air vents and get the get the temperature back up again too so and so is it are you just cooking on wood chunks you got some briquettes in there yeah we're straight up charcoal in there we brought down some maple leaf charcoal from canada nice. yeah go back hardwoods we really like the stuff and pecan wood for smoke doesn't and take a lot of wood in there yeah i mean you've got some really clean smoke going i'll i'll cut to that in the video okay. for the fans uh and so the maple i know uh from living up in New York, we used to burn all kinds of woods, and I thought maple burns pretty hot, right? It, the, the wood itself, I don't have too much experience with. Um, I know the flavor of the maple charcoal is, is a little bit sweeter. Yeah. It smells great when it's getting fired up. Yeah. And uh, it's a dense charcoal, so it burns for a long time. Well, I know a lot of those trees that have more sap 
tend to burn a little hotter. Okay, so that's, that's good. That's interesting. Well, the balsam firs, like the the Christmas trees. Yeah, we used to collect everyone's Christmas trees for free and burn them all. We get like a fifty foot wow. flame going. Right on. It, it, that's a that's how you stay warm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> in the the frigid New York. But I, you're you're further north than I grew up. Oh yeah. And so is it? Is there just certain times where like you're you're playing with your life to go out and barbecue? Not at all. We're used to cooking outside all winter. And you just got, I mean, you're wearing goggles. Does it get, like, the wind pick up and all that? <laughs> wind can be wind can be an issue, yeah. And, uh, you know, I started cooking out on the $300 Weber, Weber smokers, and wind wind's an issue. Cold temperature, not so much, but if it's a windy day in the winter. You've got to figure out some way to build a barrier around that smoker, keep the wind off it. And so do these, uh, do these gateways help? They have a really interesting kind of, uh, you know, this, this spout that goes up to, to let the air in, yeah. right? Is that does that help it kind of get does. some airflow? It does actually, because the air has to travel such a long distance. By the time it enters the bottom of the cooking chamber, it's picked up some speed. So the velocity of the air moving through there is generally pretty high. Yeah, I mean they they look great, and you've got five of them. So I'm guessing you're happy on the way I'm they cook. I'm happy with them. Yeah, we brought an extra one here. We're doing a chef's choice category here as well, so I need an extra cooker so I can cook my proteins for that. Yeah, and they don't look like they're too hard. Just a couple handles, pick them up, move them around. Yeah, yeah, they're nice and portable. Do you? Uh, is this what you cook on at home too? Um, I've got one of these at my kitchen in my commercial kitchen. I've got one of these at home. The rest just stay in the trailer for classes and competitions. Nice. And then you also got a Primo from the the sponsors. They let you borrow one for yeah, for the day. Primo's, Primo's always been a great sponsor of the Jack, so it's uh, nice that they make them available for the international teams. And we're gonna have that one cranked up really hot to grill off some steaks later today. Well, I was gonna say those, all these uh, ceramic smokers, grills, whatever you want to call them, those things run, man. They they really hold that heat. Yeah, they're very efficient. And yeah. barbecue guru was generous enough to donate some controllers here this year as well too. So oh, we're gonna have good out. control over the temperature. And uh, if I need to ramp that temperature up very quickly, that'll help as well. So how does it, that thing actually has a little fan in it? Yeah, that's right. It's a forced convection system, uh, and it's tied to a probe controller inside the cooking chamber. So as the probe is constantly reading the temperature inside the dome there, it's communicating with the controller, and the fan cuts in and cuts out as necessary. So it's amazing how precise that cooker will run within one or two degrees of your set temperature. No problem at all. I've noticed a huge ramp up of video and people with cameras yeah. and a lot of stuff this year so it's uh that's for sure everybody's on social media well it's funny because at memphis in may everyone looked at me like i was crazy walking around with a camera and yeah. microphones and so it depends on where you're at i guess i suppose lynchburg is a a quiet little town until this shows up absolutely and i mean this is a big deal for jack daniel there's media here from all over the world so yeah, cameras are not a foreign sight here at all they've got their own coffee and they've got their own uh Everything, rubs, sauces. Yeah. Is anyone using the Jack Daniels brand stuff? Have you seen much of that around? I'm not sure of that. I know we're gonna put a little bit of the whiskey in our barbecue sauce today. Awesome. Well, make sure make sure you uh, hide it from the sheriff. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> I don't know. They probably wouldn't get mad about you putting whiskey in. Uh, I don't think so. We're gonna cook off the alcohol first, and and uh, just a little bit of that Tennessee whiskey flavor in the sauce that we turn in for judging. Well, I, I think that that's a, I think that's a really interesting way. I mean, I think a lot of people. 
don't even realize like all the you know kind of fancy french reductions that can go into barbecue as well glazes and stuff yeah there's, there's a lot of complex recipes in this park and i know there's, there's a lot of guys doing fairly simple recipes here too so where did your uh where did your cooking start did you work in kitchens or you just got into no barbecue? just as a hobby you know, I never haven't cooked in a professional kitchen in my life, but still cook for a living now. Well, Funny I how that works out. It looks like you pull a professional kitchen around yeah, with you. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> so self-taught and at the Jack seven times. That's yeah. pretty incredible, man. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's awesome. I love the event. So do people get how big you are at home or you're just another guy that cooks barbecue? Uh, some people get it. The barbecue folks get it. <laughs> but there's a ton of great cooks in Canada, so... It was easy. When I started, you know, seven or eight years ago, it wasn't too difficult to stand out. You know, I was the only guy early on who was practicing and taking notes and really taking a scientific clinical approach to cooking and trying to figure out what worked. And I started winning early on, and it's not easy. Do you think that's part of the secret is taking notes? We got a lot of guys in Texas that have, like, their their notebook. They're always... Absolutely. You can't improve if you can't figure out what needs uh, improvement, right? Yeah. So what I'll take notes for every cook. As soon as the turn-ins are done today, sit down and kind of review everything and, and figure what figure out what I think went well and what didn't go so well, and then we'll look at the scores tonight. And so do you do you kind of match the scores with how you thought they were going to do? or Usually they line up, but they don't always line up. You know, I could turn in the best chicken of my life today and get 75th place chicken. That, that stuff happens from time to time, especially when you're cooking against all the best right here. Well, and it's not, you don't really get to find out even what what was below you or above you or anything. Here we do. Yeah. Oh, you we do? Get all, we got all our judge scores back and we get the overall rankings and the rankings in each category. But what I mean is you don't, you're not necessarily sure like someone might have gone sweeter or someone might have, it's not like right. you get to see their product. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, is it? Do they do they just put out a sheet or do they announce it? Like, are you going to find out before the awards or you got to wait till the awards? Don't wait until the awards. Yeah, okay, we'll get cool. our detail sheets after the awards are done. That's awesome. Well, because like at Memphis in May, a lot of times they just put it up for certain categories. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, pretty much today, you guys are going to cook, and then around two or three, everyone turns in, and then we're just hanging that's out, it. crack a Hang beer, out till and the award ceremonies, relax, enjoy whatever time we have left down here in the holler. And tomorrow we go home. Tomorrow everyone goes home. Yeah, it's such a quick turnaround. It is a lot of half these teams will pull out of here tonight too. It's crazy. We want to cherish every moment we can down here though. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just a really interesting you know from going to to other events and big events and and you know San Antonio, Houston. There's there's all these big crazy parties. This is like a quiet day in Lynchburg. Yeah. it's just really interesting. Yeah, it's another day. It smells a lot a lot better than a quiet day in Lynchburg, but <laughs> yeah, yeah the, it's, it's amazing. There's no the parties. Smell of smoke no is parties everywhere. down here Friday night, even Thursday night's pretty quiet. So for those who uh, you know, for those who haven't been, what's a what's some wisdom? How do you how have you gotten here seven times? I it's a lot of practice and focus and and uh, making good notes. So you take a clinical approach, you take notes, you know, you, you pay attention to, to what you're cooking. Uh, so we're going to let you get back to that in a minute here. But uh, we call all our fans the meat men. Okay. Uh, hashtag meat man. Uh, meat. We also have hashtag meat women, although okay. they're the minority of the fans. <laughs> okay. Uh, what What's your, your message to the person who's cooking at an event or just, you know, cooking a few steaks in the backyard? Honestly, the best advice I have is, is try to keep it simple. Um, excellent world championship barbecue doesn't have to be complicated. Um, in fact, the steaks I'm turning in today 
for our chef's choice category, nothing more than kosher salt and fresh cracked pepper, right? There's lots of seasonings, seasonings you can put on a steak, and I just keep it simple. And, and that's kind of my approach to barbecue in general. My brisket is not a straight salt and pepper brisket today, I will admit. And, uh, but it's my experience that that flavor doesn't do well in this style of barbecue competition. So, right, you need a little more punch. Yeah, a little more punch, a little more rounded flavor. And you trying to get a good sear on that, or are you just trying to cook it right? Uh, on our steaks, yeah. yeah. We'll do reverse sear on our steaks, so we'll slowly bring oh, really? them up to temperature with a little pecan smoke. And by the time we grill them off, this Primo is going to be rocking at about 800 degrees. So we'll get a good sear on it at that point. All right. There's a secret from Rob himself. Prairie barbecue and spices. Yeah. Prairie smoke and spice barbecue. Thank you so much, Rob. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Hey, to come in and meet man. Y'all see me eat man. Hit on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I'm going out in Texas, called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, showing the hell that like a meat on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat man. 